You're tuned into Fork Podcast. This week, we're talking to Nathan Zentner, professional CrossFit athlete and personal trainer. He talks about his passion for his sport, the struggles with injuries, and how he keeps his life in balance. Like the dream is just to keep that going for as long as possible, even if there's no podium, even if there's not even any competitions. And I want to be able to put everyone through the same hell I go through, and I want them to love it as much as I love it. And I want to keep doing this for as long as I can. Nathan Zettner, ladies and gentlemen, on Fork Podcast. I'm actually honored to have you on here, dude. Thank you, man. You know I'm a big fan. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> we both big have our reasons yeah. for that, right? And <laughs> and for me, I think one of the, the things that was most impressive, and, and I, I got your permission to say that you are the 400th fittest guy in Canada. When was that that you uh, landed up a uh, 400? Uh, the 2018 open so i yeah i had to bow out this year because of my knee so i i I haven't been competing which is breaking my heart a little bit um but uh yeah man it's uh it's good it's been it's been interesting to say the least (laughs) so that would wait 400 out of how many people 2018 um so in canada last year there was i think eight thousand in canada um in the world there was 200 20 ish thousand so i think i ranked somewhere around five thousand, which is decent i mean there's still some pretty fit guys to chase but yeah, yeah. it's okay it so did you, me no good <laughs> so this is like a, you're just beating the hell out of your body all yeah the time right? all the time i mean i see you train it's crazy and i'm yeah. given i sort of like administered therapy to you as well from some of the uh, injuries that probably you too many times yeah too <laughs> many. <laughs> at this point yeah yeah nathan showed up here today to to show me his new theragun that he bought yeah. it's, a, it's actually a non-brand and it's like like a hundred dollars as opposed to 700 bucks yeah. and it's, you don't have to mortgage your house to get that right one. man and it's an awesome piece of <laughs> yeah, equipment and and it makes a huge difference right Big doing time. like self-treatment like taking care of yourself recovery yeah. is a huge part of this right yeah yeah i was actually just talking about um this with uh with a buddy it was you know the, the, i feel like the huge difference between somebody who's competitive and somebody who's only competing like versus somebody with a job and is competitive versus somebody whose job is to compete is that it's the training is the, the training and the prehab and the rehab. Those are all equal hours. So if you're training four hours a day, you're probably rehabbing similar hours, right? You're putting in eight hours a day. You're doing a 50, 50 split. Um, I feel like progress halts, right? When you get injured or there's a, there's a, there's a barrier somewhere. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy the dedication that has to go in, I imagine, to be like the best. Well, I think you're doing it. I think you're just getting better and better at it. I think the amount of energy that you put into it is what the pros are doing as well. You just need to develop the, the skills to do better lifts, bring the weight up. But I see you just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dedication's there, the nutrition's there. Um, but I still feel like you have to give up everything to be the best. In anything. So let's get into that for a second. What does your day look like? Like, so yeah, for me, um, usually I'll have a you know a seven or eight a.m. client. I have some clients in the morning. Your personal trainer, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so that you you know how it is. You have the the busy hours. You have the mornings. You have some afternoon, and then in the evenings, right? No one trains between. When your energy's best, right. you find yourself training somebody else. <laughs> exactly. Like, Damn, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll fill in my hours 
that are appropriate for personal training and I'll, I'll work late too. Cause everyone wants to train four five, six, seven, sometimes eight. So my days will often start early and late. Um, and then I'll train the afternoon away for about four hours or so, usually from 11 till whenever, sometimes a two part workout, sometimes I have to come back. So, you know, I fit it in where I can. Um, but yeah, that's that there's definitely that that difference between like, let's say myself, who's competitive versus somebody who's like the best who wakes up in the morning, trains, naps, eats like it's yeah. it's a pattern. It's a it's it's totally next level. Well, it's also a sponsorship thing, too, right? 100%. Once the sponsors roll in, you can start to develop or devote your attention to your sport and get I I had personally experienced that a lot way back when I was first studying athletic therapy. Mm -hmm. I, um, I was working out at the local arena, working with track and field athletes. And in Canada, I don't know what it is now, so I'm not even going to say anything about what I think it is. Mm -hmm. I have no clue. But back then, athletes, they just did. These were like top performing athletes and they had no money. They didn't, they were just like paying for everything that for including plane tickets to go to compete sometimes. And they were um, being tested regularly. They were just, their whole life was about their sport, but the country really wasn't giving them much back as far as they, the money to perform yeah. their sport. And uh, I guess that's where you're at right now, right? Yeah. You're trying to be competitive. You're trying to do everything you can, but you don't really you don't have the the opportunity to devote all your time to your sport. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was, I mean, that's what Dave, Dave Phillips, shout out to Dave Phillips. Oh, Dave Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what he was saying. He was like, uh, I, you know, said something along the lines that, you know, basically he was the, the thing he got from, from Canada, from the government to mm -hmm. be a, a professional squash, squash player was his phone. Like that was pretty much it, <laughs> you know, so it's and like still happening. everything so, else was kind of on him or, or, or close to it versus, a, you know, somebody in the U.S. or China, yeah. let's say, is going to just have a full ride and they're drafted young. I always had a gripe about that, man, that like the athletes on their own to do their thing. They're getting up early in the morning, working for a living, obviously, because their sport's not paying for their living. Yeah, um, they're getting up early, going to work, then they're gutting it out, trying to find the hours to train. They're really like just putting it all on the line, including sacrificing social relationships. For and, sure, yeah. For a large chunk of their life, of, of their young life. Of the, and, yeah, of their prime, for yeah. sure. Then they win a medal and the whole country's waving the flag. And yeah. you're like, Whoa, hold on a second. That really did. That, that really, and I, it still does bother me when people are sort of like, just uh, celebrating the athlete's accomplishment for their country, but the country really isn't giving back to the athlete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so what do you do? Like, I wonder what the life is in a, of Olympic champion afterwards in Canada. Yeah, I really don't know. And I, I think that many of them after their sport, they, they're riddled with injuries. Yeah. And, um, you know, your body's not performing the same after. You no. just, like, put it through the ringer with all the sports and training and injuries. And yeah. so I don't know. I don't know what happens. But I would, I would venture to say people sort of, like, flush them. Yeah. That's just kind yeah. of my, my... Well, because you know Michael Phelps is set, right? Yeah, you know I'll these guys that, set. like, in, in other countries. Like, Usain Bolt is never going to work a day in his life. Right. Right. All that money, probably the entire country is just giving them money, right? Like, 
man. So, okay, so as an athlete, man, how, how do you feel about this? Okay, never mind how you feel about it. We know how you feel about it. You're yeah. pissed. You, 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 you'd like to put your time and energy into your sport, compete, get up, you know, get into the top qualifiers. But that's, you're not, it's not going to happen easily for you right now. You're going to have to gut it out working, yeah. right, as a personal trainer, yeah. doing your thing. Now, I mean, to, to be fair, I, you know, I really do love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I enjoy training people and, and helping them perform to the best of their ability. Um, you know, there's also other Canadian athletes that, that get it done. Right. Like, I mean, there's, there's a sacrifice that I'm not willing to make at the same time. Right. Yeah. I'm not willing to give all that other stuff up if you, I want you personally? personally. Yeah. Cause I still enjoy, you know, a little bit of social life. Yeah. I enjoy playing video games sometimes. Right. Yeah. I'll yeah. stay up an extra hour and I probably shouldn't. Right. Like, okay. So versus, you know, like, let's say, uh, you know, Pat Vellner or a Brent Fikowski, both Canadian CrossFit athletes, they gave it all up or almost all. Yeah. Right. And Pat Vellner even got his degree while was, while he was competing at an elite level. So it's just Nathan, that's super honest of you, man. I'm really, I really appreciate that because to me, the true story, like if we don't talk about the true story, people try to duplicate you know, they, they, they watch what other people do and then they want to try and duplicate what they do. Mm-hmm. But if a lot of it's a lie and the person's not honest about what's really happening, they're trying to duplicate a lie, which is impossible. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that you're, you're really honest about that, that you're, there's certain things that, so, cause that was going to be a question. Actually. Yeah. I was going to ask you, like, is there anything that you're presently doing that you think if you changed, it would significantly have an impact on your outcomes? Yeah. A hundred percent for what, sure. What would one of them be? Oh, I mean, like if I gave up every single client in the evening, right. Oh. And I could have an extra yeah, four hours. Yeah, but that's less money that you're talking about something. For sure. But important. like for, for example, Brent Fikowski was co-CEO of a company or something like that. And he decided I'm scratching that. I'm just doing CrossFit full time. But would he have had the money in the bank to have been able to say that he's scratching that? Like, uh, yeah, you're a young it's, guy. It's you're, hard you're to say. Young. It's hard to say for sure. But I mean, there, you know, there has to be a balance. But I, I think if you want to go all the way. Okay, so what are you going to do? Are you going to go all the way? Is there something I'm trying, you're going to do? Okay, look out all of Nathan's evening yeah. training clients. Yeah, you're all scratched. <laughs> Um, yeah, but if, if let's say my parents are like, you know, we're going to f- support you full time and they were insistent about it, I wouldn't feel right about that. But let's say they were like, I'm giving you X amount of dollars a month to train, compete. Are your parents going to listen to this podcast? Zero chance. <laughs> <laughs> Zero chance and it would never happen. Okay, so we got to find someone else for you, man. Like, let's say Sean Lewis came yeah. up to me. <laughs> And he was like, here's a thousand bucks extra a month just to compete. Oh my God. I would do it. You know, I would I know do it because I know you're, you could get there. I know you can get yeah, there. You, but it's, you've got the heart. For it's it, a man. huge dedication. Huge. Yeah. yeah. You know, like this morning I, I woke up, I got out the door. I had an hour of morning activation, 8am. Like that was the first thing. And this like, you know, that's like getting out of bed and it's snowing. Right. And then I ate a huge breakfast all calculated, all measured out, all my macros. And then I, you know, went to the gym again, another two hours. And then we're here doing the podcast. I'm going to go swim for another hour after. So like that has to be your life for, you know, indefinitely until you've made it or you're done competing. Yeah. yeah. You can't miss a day. 
right? Yeah. Your, your pleasure becomes your, you know, your ball and chain. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, you tire, you're, if you're tired too bad, get in there and do it. What about your uh, food prep? So you just talked about uh, calculating your macros and stuff. What, what does your uh, food prep look like? Is it one day out of a particular day in the week that you do that? Um, man, I'm in this limbo phase. Have you seen Game Changers yet? No, this I haven't seen it. So I've, I've, I've heard plenty about it. Yeah, so it's like about this plant-based diet, right? Yes, yes. And uh, it's, it's pretty hard to ignore, I got to say. Yeah. But, you know, I see you on Instagram. You're kind of doing that anyway, Yeah, right? I'm kind of like, I hate the term, but like I'm sort of like a pescatarian who's become very fed up of fish. So mm-hmm. now I'm more like just a vegetarian. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I can't even smell fish. Oh, man, like it, salmon. I, I, my daughter was just saying the other day, Dad, I can't eat fish anymore <laughs> because I watched you eat it pretty much every day. <laughs> and everybody was saying, hey, man, you better get your mercury levels tested. I was trying to stick with fish that's lower in mercury, yeah, obviously, yeah. but um, I got really tired of fish. And now I'm sort of like done. It's like it's like when you eat too many boiled eggs. I got you. Right? You, you can't look at another boiled egg. I'm kind of there with fish. So yeah. it's really mostly plant-based. But I got to say, I'm sort of like follow that whole... Um, blue zone diet sort of idea which is i'll eat like um animal protein but like oh boy like once every three weeks or something okay. like i'll have pork or chicken or something i won't really have beef because i i'm just sort of like really i'm pretty like clear in my head about beef but uh pork chicken maybe once every three weeks i yeah. think if the whole planet ate like that man we'd all be eating free-ranging chickens and like uh, yeah yeah right? cutting it down for sure yeah. yeah so what's your takeaway then on the yeah so like my days used to be pretty like you know identical like it would be four eggs mm-hmm. uh you know three toast peanut butter and a banana every single morning like yeah. without fail yeah, and you just yeah. get caught up in that, right? That was my breakfast. And then lunch was like rice, veggies, and chicken. Dinner was rice, veggies, and chicken. And like, you know, then I had, you know, oatmeal and protein and, you know, whatever. I had like a little concoction and then, you know. Well, every of, time I'd see you, you'd be eating. Like yeah. you'd be walking around. Like, yeah. But that, that's the other part of that dedication, right? That yeah. you're like constantly, you're like 4,000 calorie diet all the time. You need that energy. You need to be a certain weight. Yeah. Um, to kind of perform well. You see that with some professional athletes though, right? Once they stop playing their sport and they get a little bit older, they've been eating so much and they're so accustomed to having this big, you know, that food is just constant. Yeah, they're cool. You see them get pretty crazy. overweight. Yeah. Right? I've seen a lot of professional athletes after they're, you know, later on. Yeah. You'd, you'd think that they, because I, I have this theory <laughs> that I think that um, sports is not about health, right? Sports is a game. It's about performance and sometimes the things we do to do it don't necessarily make us healthy. They make us fit, but we're not necessarily healthy, yeah. right? And the habits don't carry over as being healthy lifestyle no, habits. No, for sure. Okay, so now your your daily habits. We were just, I just wanted to like get back to that yeah, for, for a sure. second because there's uh, always people who are interested, young people who might be saying, "Hey, man, like I I really want to try and get into CrossFit and you know compete mm-hmm. and." So what is it? What what does that day look like to a, a a young upcomer who just is really flirting with the idea of getting involved? Well, if you're if you're if you're trying to start out, I mean, you you just got to start. You got to join a box. You got to figure out what the sport is about. Um, I think a lot of people have this misconception that it's just lifting weight with poor form and. 
doing your gymnastics with poor form, but when you really delve into kind of what the sport is about and, and the reason you do certain things, it starts to make sense. So you got to kind of discover the actual sport itself and get in with a, you know, a credible box and, um, just start, just start doing the workouts. And then so a box is a, uh, it's a, gy- yeah, a gym, it's a gym where CrossFit. Yeah. Is yeah. Okay. So it's a, you know, it's, it's just the bare, the bare bones of, of what we think yeah. of, right. When yeah. we think of like fitness, it's bars and dumbbells and kettlebells and a rig for gymnastics and yeah. bumper plates and you're dropping weight. And it's really kind of that, you know, just rugged, almost like dirty kind of messy. Yeah. Oh, it's just chalk, you know? It's chalk that, it's everywhere. That chalk. That's it. <laughs> a lot of blood. <laughs> Let's rewind for a second. I actually just, uh, two days ago, I was watching this. Uh, some dude on Insta- on uh, YouTube did a big criticism of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And he was like... I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, but he's, you know who <laughs> I'm oh, talking yeah, about? Yeah. What's going on there, Nathan? Why are people laying shade on yeah. CrossFit all the time? I mean, I'm a personal trainer. I don't do CrossFit. I love it, man. Yeah. It, it gets me super pumped to watch people doing it. I see no need to like over help me, man. Yeah. So um, that goes back to like understanding the sport. So a lot of this just comes from people not, they, they look at CrossFit and think exercise, which yes, it is for a lot of people. It's a form of exercise and they don't compete, but um there's also that sport component. That's kind of what happens in most sports when amateurs start trying to do the sport because yeah. CrossFit is not like it's a sport. So you get new people coming in trying to do the sport and just like any other sport, they get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that right? That's every single sport though. Uh, like you, you can't name me a sport, you know. Curling. You can't curling. get hurt. I bet you can. You drop that stone <laughs> on your foot, man. Yeah. <laughs> curling darts pool <laughs> oh, darts i don't know man I can see. Just, pool i can see some they're just brawls drinking beer and uh yeah, they got all you those see, cheerleaders those are games. Yeah. i call those games <laughs> they sure. some people, not not curling now i won't call that a, a game yeah that's think, precision even yeah. though i think it is but yeah. you know they <laughs> it might offend people yeah so talking about getting hurt in sport right yeah um how do you mitigate getting like you can't uh, you can't like sort of come up with a plan to not get hurt getting hurt is usually an yeah. accident you do something wrong but what's your general practice that um that you apply whether it be to your training or to re- your recovery how do you deal with the injury yeah i just not i just call sean lewis yeah because you do call me <laughs> like the plan's a little bit like broken yeah cause. no um you know i mean i've i've been i've been a competitive athlete for a while like growing up i was i was a competitive soccer player i played for uh, you know, elite triple a, right. So, I mean, building up to that point, I mean, I, I had injuries specifically knee injuries. I mean, that's been kind of my kryptonite, um, for a long time. Uh, so injuries in me aren't just, you know, meeting for the first time. It's been a while. Um, I didn't know what to do before. So I'd always go to a physio or, and I missed a couple of seasons and that sucked. So that, that was in soccer. That was in soccer. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of was like the introduction to, you know, when I started my growth spout or whatever, um, that's kind of when it started. And then, and then it's, it's just, and then I started training, then soccer shifted over to, to, to lifting weights and I kind of started doing bodybuilding and that's how I get it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of got into the fitness scene and that's where my passion for fitness came. Um, and, and then I, I tore some rotator cuffs 
So that was an issue. And then I was skiing and I tore my labrum slightly and that was an issue. And so like I've had inju- injuries, um, cross you, you got injured doing sports. Yeah. So right. that's, that's my point is that like, it's, it's not, we get, I don't want people listening to be like, Oh, crossfitters get extra injured like no i've been injured like my whole life and you see some of the top athletes never injured some of the best in the world like rich rich froning had a bum knee for a while but you know he's been pretty healthy and that that probably goes back to my point about all the rehab the prehab you know they have a lot of tools and people working on them constantly and they put equal work to equal recovery so we know though that like um at one some of the racket clubs that we're at right uh, from time to time you'll see these old very old like it was just like two days ago talking to this very old fellow he was like 90 mm-hmm. and um he was uh we were just talking about his his athletic endeavor you know right, he's, right. he's fit he's 91 91 years old and he was uh just talking about his history of sports and i said so um, and he's playing squash. And I said, so how about your knees? Like, how is he? Oh, no, no problem. <laughs> like, you're 91, <laughs> dude. And I'm set up for like a bilateral yeah, yeah. <laughs> bilateral surgery in You're like January. contemplating just cutting them off and yeah. calling it a day. Yeah. And I'm 52. And I'm like, I didn't do stupid things, but yeah. I, I got hurt. And this old guy is like, no, no, no. Yeah. No injuries. That's got to like, be partly genetic as well, right? It's got, man, it's got to be. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, And he's played squash all his life. And we know squash notoriously can really smash your knees yeah. up. In fact, yeah. I think that's when my first knee injuries started was way back in the day when I was on a squash ladder and I was just like uh, beat my knees down. And that, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I think that's where it all started. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. just healthy people, good genetics. Like there's something to be said about that as well, obviously. And technically you can go through life and not have that freak movement, right? Yeah. Some, most of injuries are just this freak movement that yeah. happens at a yeah, time. You step and a down place. from the sidewalk and yeah. just you're in the wrong position. And, and it's possible to go through life and not have that movement yeah. happen. I, I agree, man. So, yeah. uh, so do you, I was reading a book not long ago. Uh, last name is Epstein. I forget. It's called Range. The book is called Range. And it's all about um, sports and people well actually it wasn't only about sports but he was used a lot of sports analogy in it where he was talking about how um being a generalist is sometimes some of the best foundations to becoming the best athletes he did make an example of tiger woods who they knew at like one year old the kid little kid was swinging a golf Dude club was like hitting hole in ones like yeah like seven it's or crazy. crazy so the yeah. parents knew okay like the that that's obvious yeah. but for most people like i think his other example was federer who was a complete generalist played soccer and like uh, volleyball and all yeah. kinds of stuff and only later on steve nash okay so yeah. like do you find that your generalist sort of background you said soccer and skiing do you think that's all contributed to your uh i would i would Good question. I, I think that I was probably more of a specialist in that um, my my main focus, like I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a good skier. Like I'm a level one instructor, which everyone can get. Right, you just mm. need to be able to do the pizza. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, so I, I can't do yeah, the pizza, so I can instruct <laughs> it, and you know, I, I understand the fundamentals and all that. Um, but soccer was always my lane. Like I was never like you know, I was good at hockey, but never really focused on it i really like i'm more of like a go into one thing and um kind of 
just go hard at that. And that's, I guess that's kind of the interesting thing about a CrossFit is that you, you can't be a specialist. If you're the best at one thing, that probably means you're not very good at CrossFit. Oh, interesting. Because so for example, like a strong man, if you, if you take the 10 modalities, modalities of fitness, um, they're probably, they got strength, they got, they got power, right? So they're 10 out of 10 at one thing, but they probably can't do, you know, a five, a 5k run. They probably can't do, uh, you know, like, uh, many pull-ups strung together. If you're too dominant in the lifting side, you're probably going to be pretty big, pretty heavy, packed full of muscle. That muscle chews up energy very quickly and you'll have no endurance whatsoever. Yeah. 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 So you look at the best guys, they're hovering around, they're, they're, they're shorter. First of all, they move weight quicker with a shorter range of motion. So that helps, but they're also, they also know exactly what weight they should be at. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what I've had a, a, you know, a little bit of a journey testing out. Like I went up to 205 at one point, my lifts went through the roof, but my gymnastics suffered and my aerobic capacity suffered. So then I had to go down a little bit and everything shifted. My week, my, my strength got weaker, right? My strength went down, my gymnastics and aerobics went up. Mm-hmm. And so finding that middle ground is important in this sport as well. It's not just about, you know, hitting those, those, you know, five plate deadlifts or whatever. It's mm-hmm. about like balancing it out and realizing that sacrificing one can give to the other. And you want to be somewhere like seven or eight out of 10 in, in all 10. Yeah. Because often you right, go in modalities. and you don't know what the competition, you don't know what you're going to have to do yeah, until have to right at the moment. hundred percent. So like in, in, if you're, when you take level one, which I would highly recommend, uh, people take, uh, level one CrossFit is a, is a huge, uh, benefit to any fitness professional. I find it, it just really, it opens up a lot of doors. I hear level two is even better. So that's what I'm going for next. Talk a little bit about the dream, man. Like how does that motivate you and give you reason and purpose? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, me and school didn't jive too well either. I mean, I had a lot of help. I would say my mom wrote like, you know, 95% (laughs) of all my assignments. So like, you know, that's, that's pretty much on her. So if I had any, uh, any whatever uh honor roll or whatever it is right that they give you that was definitely her otherwise (laughs) i didn't have those marks um and uh and yeah i just i i you know like i feel like a lot of people in the fitness industry are very body oriented um and that's that's kind of why we find this this line of work um so yeah getting back to your point i mean it's 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 kind of I don't know. It's, I I always compare it to my brother, Aiden, right. Who's, who's in, um, who, who got a scholarship to Princeton Mm -hmm. and he just like eats up any knowledge, all the information he can take in. It's like, that's his jam. Like he loves it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, he won't look at 15 books that he has to read for a class as work. He looks at it as something he wants to read. But if I just interrupt for a second, when I talk to you about Tudor Bompa, the uh, the Russian periodization, yeah. you went and bought that book and you ate it up, man. For sure. Yeah. It's not to say that I don't have any joy reading yeah, topics no. that I that I like. He's just across the board. Like if I gave him that book, he would still, He'd still read love it, it even. Right? And then comprehend <laughs> it and he'd probably read it in a day, you know? <laughs> um, so the same is true for, I feel like for people who are body oriented, for personal trainers, for fitness professionals. Um, you know, me training, me having a seven or eight piece workout that's going to last four or five hours. I, you know, 
I love that. Yeah. Like I can't wait for that part of my day. And if I have to cut it short, I'll go back at night because I just want to finish it. It's like finishing a book for him. So like the dream is just to keep that going for as long as possible. Even if there's no podium, even if there's not even any competition from there. I mean, long term, I, I'm 30, 35. I want to have my own box and I want to be able to put everyone through the same hell I go through. And I want them to love it as much as I love it. And I want to keep doing this for as long as I can. Like, I think that should be the reason we all train, yeah. you know, to, 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 to love training and to prolong to do anything that, you know, anything, right. Yeah. To love what you do. Yeah, anything. Just, right. And not have to be number one. Yeah. Right. To celebrate that you're better today than you were yesterday. Yeah. You, you got to be the fittest in your gym. That's for sure. But you don't have Oof, to be the fittest yeah. in your world. No. <laughs> as long as you're the fittest of your friends. You know? It gets harder. though. Yeah, it gets I'm very sure. hard. Like as I'm you sure. get older, man, like it's it's uh, there was a time maybe about five years ago where I didn't have a problem being somewhat the fittest guy in a room mm-hmm. I w- like even with much younger but now it's not the case yeah. i find the last five years it's it's it did shift yeah uh, i'm still fit and i still like to believe that i can carry my own but it's it, something happened in the last five years um that i i can't yeah. so like you haven't been like free of injury either no right? You've not been, at like all, struggling man. with a few things yeah struggling and i'm resolved to get those re- done those fixed up in the new year yeah. i have some surgeries coming up and i i just want to see if i can take a crack at a few other things right now mm-hmm. but once i heal and get better but i'm not willing to make myself to get myself hurt again no so no for sure not I, I think i developed some new ideas there's uh, new priorities came out fitness mm-hmm. is always the base i really believe it's a foundational um, element of human life to be fit and healthy yeah. is right up there at number one i think and uh so as long as i'm fit and healthy i feel like i'm respecting that that piece but i would like to say that perhaps often i'm the fittest 52 year old in a room and that's right. kind of yeah cool. exactly yeah and, right so that that's to your point i guess there might be a day that, listen nathan there's gonna be a day i don't you won't it. be the fittest guy in the, <laughs> you'll be the fittest old guy in the yeah room. yeah for sure <laughs> maybe that's the day i go to the games who knows when i'm 40 you know <laughs> yeah you compete in the seniors man. exactly maybe yeah. you can win that yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Well, listen, Nathan, I just I want to thank you, man, so much for coming in. For Being sure, on anytime. Podcast. This is going to happen again. We, you, we said we were going to try and talk to your coach, right? Yeah, we're going to get every, everyone in on it. Yeah, man. It'll be fun. We'll get yeah. like a group of 10 people or something. Yeah, yeah. Just like a two-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, dude, thanks so much. You guys out there have an awesome day. Nathan, you have an awesome day too, bud. Thanks, man. Enjoy.